Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Alrighty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday. It is the seventh day of June, two thousand twenty-three. That is six seven two zero two three. That's your date. We welcome you to the show. It is Belmont Stakes Week, and boy, do we have a week coming up of fantastic racing and some great stuff overall in sports. Hey, listen. Here in Las Vegas, we're celebrating, of course, the third jewel of the Triple Crown with a big Belmont weekend of stakes races, uh, Las Vegas style. And, of course, our Las Vegas Golden Knights have won both games in the first two games of the Stanley Cup Championship. Yeah, we're 2-0 in the Stanley Cup. Our Las Vegas Knights, and of course, they'll be playing later on this week as well, back in Florida and maybe uh, back here in Vegas to wrap it up. A lot of good stuff happening. We look out the window of the studio here at Sports Talk 1400 AM and 107.1 FM, and we see that we have, it's overcast today. Here in Las Vegas, right now, it's overcast, and uh, but we're looking at some pretty good temperatures right now. At about 11 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time, it is 72 degrees, 72. They say that the clouds might be uh, hovering overhead for most of the day. Got a 15% uh, sprinkles in parts of the uh, in town, and that's it. But we're going to get up to 84. Nice, nice, perfect 84 for this time of the year. 84, wow. And then uh, tomorrow, it'll be sunny. We'll start off at 70 degrees, get up to 90. Friday, we got a percent of a little sprinkle around, mostly sunny, though, all sun. Come on, all sun. Starting off at 72, getting up to 93. Saturday, Belmont Stakes Day here in Las Vegas. If you want to plan to come on up and watch all the festivities here in our race books, uh, 3% chance of a little uh, precipitation, really nothing. Going to get up to 95 after an overnight uh, morning high of 73. And then on Sunday, uh, we're going to get up to uh, 90 degrees after uh, 68 in the morning. So that's the way it looks here in Las Vegas for the week. In case you're planning now a little trip to your gaming capital to enjoy all of the festivities we'll have here. Now, the question is not here. You know that. 
It's always fast, firm, and perfect in our race books. As we welcome all of our listeners worldwide, not only here at Sports Talk 1400 AM, 107.1 FM, but of course on the many different platforms we have to cover the world, like we do with our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. You get your app, your KSHP app, and put it on your device so you can hear us now on your iPhones and your Androids. And of course, anywhere you get to podcasting. So however, wherever, whenever, welcome to the race day show as we ramp up to the Belmont Stakes on Saturday. But as you know, the weather, more importantly for all of us, is what's going to happen in Elmont, New York. That is the exact town that Belmont Park sits in. It's, of course, a suburb of New York City, but Elmont, New York. So what does the weather.com website have for the what's going on in New York? Well, first of all, you should know that there is a multitude, a multitude of wildfires going on in Canada, in the eastern part of Canada. Wildfires going crazy, dangerous, expansive wildfires, so much so that with the, uh, the, the way the, the wind is, is blowing and the, uh, you know, the, weather pattern is on the east coast all of that wildfire smoke and haze is making its way into the northeast the canadian wildfires have uh, in some places they say put an apoplectic haze and air quality to the northeast and that's where elmont new york is at so here today in new york Sunshine and clouds mixed, areas of smoke and haze are possible, reducing visibility at times. This is in Elmont, New York today. Now, they're hoping that it clears out because the air quality in some places are just plain dangerous there in New York. If, if you saw any pictures of New York City yesterday and this morning, you see it's just a big haze, a big haze. As a matter of fact, I saw a uh, picture on Twitter of it hovering over a Yankee Stadium. Uh, it was ominous. But the air quality. Now, we're talking about air quality and haze, not about muddy tracks and off, off weather, right? And you know the horses have to breathe, and they have to breathe hard in competition on the racetrack. So we'll wait and see what they're going to do at Belmont Park, as far as the air quality is concerned, and the vets there, and the racing there, as far as what's going to happen in the next couple of days. Now, here's the deal. They say that with the weather pattern and the way the wind is blowing, etc., those fires aren't going to be out by Saturday in Canada. But the weather pattern suggests that the wind will be blowing out by then. So on Thursday, they say it's going to be mostly sunny there. With a high of 72, they got a 24% chance of rain there, which could help. And the winds will be uh, south 9 miles per hour. Friday, a big day of racing at uh, Belmont Park. On Friday, they're going to have five stakes races there. On Friday, by the way, there's two on Thursday as well. On Friday, another chance of about 24% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high at 67. The winds... Nine miles per hour, west nine miles per hour. Now you go, it goes from south to west from Thursday to Friday. 
And then Belmont Stakes Day Saturday with all those big, huge stakes races. We're talking about nine of them on a huge day of racing. They say you got a 15% chance of rain. That's not the big deal. The winds, west, northwest, 10 miles per hour, partly cloudy. But we are really, really paying attention to and keeping our fingers crossed about the air quality in that area. The air quality is important there in that area. So we will wait and see. We also want to remind everybody out there, it is the 50th anniversary of Secretariat's awesome Belmont win. And they're going to have a lot of super uh, presentations and commemorations and memories of Secretariat all through the week in New York. As a matter of fact, Fox Sports that will be broadcasting the Belmont Stakes on Saturday have put together a recreation of the entire uh, Belmont Stakes uh, performance, the entire Belmont Stakes experience for a segment on Fox during their Belmont Stakes broadcast on Saturday. You won't want to miss that, that's for sure. And as far as uh, the weekend is concerned, look, Belmont Park over Thursday, Friday, and Saturday will have 16 stakes races over those three days. Two on Thursday, which includes one grade two. Five on Friday, which includes one grade three, one grade two, and three grade one stakes races. And on Saturday, Belmont Stakes Day, you'll have three grade ones. uh, I'm sorry, uh, six grade ones. Six grade ones, three of which those grade ones are going to be Breeders' Cup win-in-your-in races, and it does not include the Belmont Stakes. In addition to those six grade ones, there'll be two grade twos and one grade three, making up nine stakes races on Saturday. So Belmont's going to have 16 stakes races covering all of the divisions and three great days of racing there at Belmont Park coming up starting tomorrow, Thursday. Over the country... From Santa Anita to Belmont Park and every place in between over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there'll be 38 stakes races overall. So it's a big week of racing overall, no matter what racing jurisdiction you're a fan of. It's going to be great. As far as the Belmont Stakes is concerned, there have been nine entered in the Belmont Stakes. Not the Derby winner. Derby winner's not in there. But they have two horses from the Preakness, including the Preakness Stakes winner. They have three that have performed in the Kentucky Derby that's coming back, and they have the Preakness winner, the Florida Derby winner, and the Peter Pan winner amongst the nine in the Belmont Stakes. So we've got a great, great, great week coming up. That is for sure. In other news, um, Churchill Downs. You had to see this tweet somewhere on your Twitter account. But at Churchill Downs on Sunday in the sixth race, two horses went down. They clipped heels. They went down. Horses are okay. Jocks are okay. But the outrider, Greg Blasi, one outrider caught both horses at the same time. One horse, one loose horse in his left hand, one loose horse in his right hand in an absolute super unbelievable display of horsemanship you got to see it if you haven't see it sunday sixth race 
two loose horses. He caught them both on the uh, on the pull-up turn uh, after the wire at the same time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, Bob Afford says Taba's going to pass the Met Mile. He's going to go ahead and uh, run him in the San Diego Handicap down at Del Mar. He said he's not quite back where he was, and so he passes up Taba in the Met Mile. Still going to be a great race. And word has it, you can't, you know, and you got to remember that these type of things start somewhere else and can weave their way into your backyard. But word has it that racing in Singapore, which is very popular, 180 years of the sport in Singapore is going to end in October of 2024. That's what the rumor has. So we'll wait and see about that. Man. That would be something. All right. We're going to go to our first break because on today's show, I asked Rich Ang, of course, John Lendo and John Hard, Jonathan Hardoon to be with us and go back not only and look at the Belmont Stakes today, which we'll get to after the break, obviously, but I want their memories of 50 years ago this week and their memories of the secretary at Belmont win what they thought and where they were. Going to be a special show. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The racing is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all righty let's see what happened on sunday when we were last on the air you're gonna love this santa anita on sunday nine races all nine races were won by the betting favorite Are you kidding me yep all nine Enough said there. Rich Ang gave us one of those favorites, the winner of the third race. And the affirmed stakes was owned by Go Rocket Ride, Ramon Vasquez aboard, $3 even, outrunning Mr. Frisk and hard to figure. 
This is a nice horse trained by Richard Mandela. Keep your eyes on this one, the three-year-old. Gold Rocket Ride wins the affirmed at Santa Anita on a filthy, chalky day on Sunday. All right, Belmont Park. I read Ortiz Jr. had three winners. No stakes race, but the uh, pick six paid 33517 so you had some action there worthwhile at Belmont Park on Sunday. And by the way, if you think Irad had a big day of three winners at Belmont Park, he wasn't the riding star of the day. Manny Franco had four wins on the day. His fourth winner came in the eighth race that paid forty-one sixty. <laughs> How about that? All right, Woodbine. Uh, the two stakes races there, the Pink Lloyd won by Rocket Crest, 1480, outrunning Candy Overload and Last American Exit. And in the Eclipse stakes, the winner there was Treason with uh, Kazuchi Kamara. He had his third win of the day in that race, paying fourteen sixty as well. Carruthers was second. Tyson was third. Carruthers was a pick on the show by Ernie Perry, a clocker pick. Now, this horse did run second, but paid ten eighty to place. So he was live. Uh, Churchill Downs, the Mint Julep Stakes, won by uh, Henrietta Topham. James Graham, second win of the day, $19.24, outrunning White Frost and Sweet Danny Girl. Tyler Gaffleyone had a couple of wins, and so did Louis Saez on Sunday's card at Churchill. And eh, that's about just the way it went there. All right. Time to get started with your menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Center's racetracks around the country. Reminding you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on this show each and every day. Reflect that at the Pacific Time Zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas at Sports Talk 1400 AM, FM 107.1, or... You're listening on the other platforms. We have our websites, apps, podcasting, and you are not in the Pacific time zone. Adjust to it. We don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. Our first post time broadcast here are that of the Pacific time zone. So these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books here today. All right. We begin. By the way, two cancellations today I wanted to mention. Uh, Churchill Downs, as you know, was scheduled to go today, but they wrapped up on Sunday. They'll resume racing for their end of their meet before uh, the park. The next meet starts at Ellis Park at Ellis Park. So racing, uh, the Churchill Downs meet will resume uh, uh, at uh, at Ellis Park. I believe it's on uh, Friday or Saturday, whatever. But they're uh, not uh, Saturday, but they're not running today. Delaware Park has canceled today because... Of the weather, we're talking about the air quality there, so no Delaware Park. All right, here's the menu then. We begin with, uh, well, Delaware Park's out. So we begin with Parks Racing. Now, Parks Racing is uh, scheduled to go at 940 today. Remember, that's in the area where the, the air quality is, so we're just giving you the cancellations as we know of them right now. So we'll start the menu with Parks Racing, first post time, 940. Pick five jackpot carryovers include 197,731 and 212,977. Those are the two separate pick five jackpot carryovers today at Parks. If they go, first post time will be 940. Then next comes Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes has a first post time at 1020. They're upstate New York, but I got to tell you, the weather quality up there is not so good either. So anyhow, Finger Lakes is set to go at 1020 this morning. Following that, you got Horseshoe Indianapolis. Their first post time at Horseshoe Indianapolis is at 1130. 1130 first post time at Horseshoe Indianapolis. Following that, 
comes Presque Isle Downs. Presque Isle Downs will kick in with their racing card at high noon, 12 high noon Pacific time, Presque Isle. Following that, Hawthorne Racecourse. Hawthorne Racecourse uh, will begin at um, 12.30. Their pick six jackpot carry over $1,127. First post time, 12.30. Then you have Penn National. Penn National's first post time is 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at Penn National today. And then we'll wrap it up with uh, Canterbury Park. Canterbury Park's first post time is at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at Canterbury Park. Okay? So uh, that's it. Canterbury and uh, Penn National both start at 3 o'clock. Now remember, in the northeast area, they are, are worried about uh, the air quality from those uh, wildfires in Canada. And for more on that, I think we're going to go to John at Then Hardoon standing by because he is in, he's in Saratoga right now. And I understand Saratoga had bad air quality. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing fine, my man. Um, what's going on up there? Well, uh, yesterday was a lot worse than it is today. I was outside already. And yesterday you could actually smell the smoke in the air. You know, it's like that in California when they have those wildfires and it comes down, you know, into the city. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Right. Except this really reached far. I mean, from Canada down to Long Island in New York where Belmont Park is, they're saying uh, the weather reports in, at, by Belmont is by tomorrow uh, all the weather, all the air should be cleared out and uh, should be back to somewhat normal. So that's good because the Belmont Stakes are just a couple of days away. We yeah. certainly don't want to have to deal with this also. You know, this game, any chance they get for something bad to happen, it seems to happen. And uh, hopefully uh, it'll all be cleared out by then. It, it poured and rained yesterday, so maybe that helped. And uh, let's see what happens. All right, a couple of things. I want to get to the uh, Belmont Stakes uh, in just a minute, but a couple of things. When we're talking about the air quality, we're talking about athletes, these horses, big lung capacity, etc. They're out there working out in the morning to exercise. And, of course, the, the kind of um, heavy breathing and, and intake that they take during the competition of the race is something that I think, you know, Heiss and all that, the veterinarians are going to be really careful about when judging the air quality for the competition on the racetrack, Right. Not only that, Ralph, the bigger problem is the races where they don't allow Lasix. I mean, not having Lasix, I think, will really have an effect on the horse, you know, on some horses, horses that always have it, and then now are coming off of it. If the air quality is no good, it certainly can't help them. Let's uh, just keep our fingers crossed and get the wind to blow that stuff out. And my goodness, our thoughts and, and concerns also with the folks up there in Canada where all these wildfires are at. It's just crazy there, that's for sure. All right, we got a lot of stakes races, of course, on Saturday. But the main event is the Belmont Stakes, third jewel of the Triple Crown. The purse is $1,500,000. The final jewel in the Triple Crown for three-year-olds. And it's called the Test of the Champion because it's the longest of the three, a mile and a half, which is one complete circumference over the Belmont Park's sprawling racetrack. It is a grade one. It is not a Breeders' Cup win and you're in, but here's the field. Number one is Tappet Shoes, Jose Ortiz for Brad Cox. Number And they'll all carry 126 pounds going a mile and a half. Number two is Tappet Trice, Luis Saez riding for Todd Pletcher. Number three is uh, Archangelo, Javier Castellano for Jenna Antonucci. 
Number four is National Treasure, the Preakness winner. John Velasquez rewriting, of course, for Bob Baffert. You got the five, Il Maracolo. Marcos Meneses for Antonio Sano. The six is Forte, the scratched derby favorite, and passing up the Preakness because he was still on the vets list. Number six, Forte, Ired Ortiz Jr., Todd Pletcher, the trainer, and the favorite at five to two. The seven is Hit Show, Manny Franco riding for Brad Cox, and Franco is really riding hot right now at uh, Belmont. Number eight is Angel of Empire, Flavian Pratt for Brad Cox, and number nine is Red Route One, Joel Rosario for Steve Asmussen. That is the field, and uh, it is going to be a test of a champion. What say you? Yeah, well, listen, it's basically a lot of the horses that were scheduled to run in the Derby and didn't run in the Derby, and uh, Forte was my selection in the Derby, and he was forced to come out. And, uh, you know, according to Pletcher and and Pletcher's vets, uh, there was nothing major wrong with the horse. So why wouldn't I like him back in the Belmont? Obviously, the distance is a question, and the time off is somewhat of a question. But he's beaten all these horses every time he's faced them. You know, no one in this race has come close to beating him. So uh, why wouldn't I like him on Saturday? All right. Well, there is an X factor, I think, there. And it was uh, kind of overshadowed and overseen. But I did see some video of him in a workout, a gallop out, the other day. And he uh, he stumbled a bit in that workout. Did yeah, you, but unless did, you're the trainer. I mean, uh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Did First of all, did you see that video? I saw it, and I see a million horses do what he did. Oh, Honestly, really? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, if you go there in the morning and you watch workouts, a lot of horses make that step where they it looks like they're stumbling. Who knows what, you know, maybe they're switching leads from the right to the left. I don't know. But you could be sure of one thing. There's no way in hell that Pletcher would run this horse if there was one millionth of a chance that there was anything wrong with him. All right, then let me I ask... I my faith into, into Pletcher, and if he's running him, that's good enough for me. Then let me ask you this. He was intending on running him in the Derby under the same pretext that you say you have full confidence in him, but yet the vets wouldn't pass him. Are you saying then the vets were overcautious? Yes. Okay. Yes, especially with everything that was going on at Churchill, you could be sure they didn't want anything to possibly go wrong on Kentucky Derby Day. And uh, it did, listen, yeah. uh, Pletcher had his own vets that checked him out and gave him the AOK. So, you know, maybe the, these state vets uh, are a lot more strict and uh, it's harder to pass them. But we're going to find out if they let him run on Saturday. All right. Well, then, in your estimation, what you saw on the the video that I saw, the same one, is that it's making a lot out of nothing. That's my opinion. Okay. But again, I'm not a trainer, and I'm certainly not a vet. But uh, in my opinion, it's I see a lot of horses do that. I really do. Uh, okay. All right. I I'm not watching workouts every morning, but uh, <laughs> I, I uh, when I was on the racetrack years ago. Uh, that was not normal for horses. Horses, a lot of horses didn't do that when I was around. Some did, but so know. most horses don't do it, Ralph. Yeah. I'm sure, but yeah. I'm just saying it's a little, you know. All right, now <laughs> Forte, uh, you're a little bit more on the uh, breeding than I am. He is by a mare, Queen Caroline, and the set stallion is uh, Violence. Is that does that suggest uh, a long distance? 
Uh, not as much as other horses would, I guess. Uh-huh. I mean, blame on the on the mother's side uh, could certainly run all day. You know, listen, I don't know what to tell you. We're going to find out Saturday how many times have these horses gone <laughs> mile and a half, and how many more mile and a half races will they ever run? I would say none. After well, Saturday. let's put it this way: if they're going to run other mile and a half races after uh, Saturday, it'll probably be on the grass and not on the dirt. But and exactly. Just to just to uh, give out uh, the all the other horses, Tappet chooses by Tappet, Tappet Trice is by Tappet, uh, Archangelo is by Arrogate. You got National Treasures Daddy is Quality Road, Il Miracolo is a Gunrunner Offspring, uh, and then of course Forte is Violence. Hit Show is uh, Candy Rides His Daddy. Angel of Empire is Classic Empire, and Run Route One is also Gun Runner. So we'll wait and see. That's for sure. But we're taking we're taking a look at all the angles. Let me ask you this before I ask you uh, the the common question. I'm going to ask everybody else. There's a lot of stakes races uh, on Saturday, obviously. What is the, one of the other stakes races? And we'll go over some others as the week goes by. But what is what the others? Any other stakes race on the card on Saturday besides the Belmont that you're really interested in? Well, I'm interested in watching Cody's Wish run in the Met Mile. That race, you know, is uh, really was billed as a terrific race. I mean, uh, is out, so obviously it lost some uh, luster. Mm-hmm. But you got Dr. Scheibel stretching out to a mile for the first time. He's been sprinting, and he's been uh, really good in California. You know, Zandon for Chad Brown has actually a little bit of an upset shot if you're looking to beat him. Um, why the Barrio is interesting. It's first time for Richard Dutro away from Safi Joseph. You know, that's probably a neutral move, but uh, that horse is fine. He's uh-huh. 10 to 1. Uh-huh. That's a terrific betting race. The Woody Stevens is a great betting race. I like Arabian Lion in there for Bob Baffert. Uh, he won at Pimlico last time out on, uh, in the uh, Sir Barton. He cuts back to uh, seven furlongs. I think that's going to be a big plus for him. And, and he's 4 to 1. So there are other terrific races, and then you have, uh, of course, you have the Ogden Fips. You got, I think, six graded stakes, uh, Ralph. So uh, there's plenty to choose from. You got grass races. You got a two mile race. You got something for everybody. Well, on Saturday we have nine stakes races. All of them are graded. Six are grade ones. Two are grade twos, and one is a grade three. Three of the grade ones, Breeders' Cup winning, you're in. But it's not. And the Belmont Stakes isn't one of them. No, it's not. All right. Uh, now, I want to ask you, as I'm going to ask uh, Richie and certainly John, this will be the 50th anniversary of Secretary's awesome, unbelievable Belmont win. And uh, I know where I was. I remember where I was. I remember what I saw, and I remember what I thought at that time. But I'm asking you, where were you, and what did you think after Secretary's Belmont win that day? Well, I was 14 years old at the time, and I probably just got into horse racing. I mean, uh, my dad used to go every day to the races, so he would take me. And uh, that's about as far back as I can remember, Ralph. I remember that race like it was yesterday. We were in the living room watching it, the whole family, and it was uh, really very exciting. And uh, if you were new to the game, uh, it only helped you fall more in love with it because uh, Secretary of Little did I know at that point uh, was a one of a lifetime until we would see, you know, other great horses many years later down the road. Now, uh, when you saw his performance, you were 14. When you saw his performance, did you think to yourself, 
I just saw something real special in horse racing, or did not did that not click? No, that, that it didn't register like that. Uh, you know, um, it was just different. Obviously, when you get older, you learn to appreciate sure. performances like that. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we saw Flightline last year or the year before, and uh, that was to me just as impressive. Believe it or not, uh, maybe even more because mm-hmm. I understand what Flightline did now, how hard it was to do what he did. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was, it was different, but it took years to really appreciate how great a performance that was. Well, that's for sure. Both those horses, uh, those are two horses in my lifetime that have made indelible impressions. That's for sure. I never thought I'd see another horse that even came close to what Secretariat did. But Flightline was close. It just didn't do it often enough to really uh, get into the psyche of... No, he only had a career with five lifetime right, starts, right. so, you know, we couldn't really appreciate yeah. it. It's too bad he couldn't run past, uh, you know, uh, after that, but well, uh, in this day and age, when they have to protect them and the insurance is so high, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, you're absolutely correct. All right, this week, uh, I know you don't have any picks today, do you? <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing's no. running. All right, so... Uh, your schedule for the rest of the week. You're going to have sheets, uh, all, obviously, for all of Belmont and all of Santa yeah. Anita when it kicks in. And what else? And I guess we're doing Ellis Park now, even though there's no reason that they're running at Ellis Park because none of that situation makes any sense. They're still training at Churchill. Yeah. Uh, Brad Cox swears there's nothing wrong with the surface, and I believe him. And uh, I guess they just they, they buckled and they got scared and they... they they went overly cautious right. by so moving you, to Ellis Park, in my opinion. You're going to have a sheet at Ellis and uh, as well, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you tomorrow then, my man. All right, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. Thank yep. you. Belmont Stakes Week. All right. We're going to be right back with Rich Ang. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. All right, back on race day, Las Vegas, on this Belmont Stakes Week, Las Vegas style. And, of course, celebrating the 50th anniversary of Secretariat's awesome, jaw-dropping, unbelievable win in the Belmont Stakes. We bring in Rich Eng right now. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ruffy. Well, uh, Richie, I know that it's going to be a busy week of uh, racing for you, uh, along with uh, your handicapping for uh, Santa Anita. Uh, that uh, starts up on Friday and over the weekend. And, of course, your sheet's available at racedaylasvegas.com. You're going to do special sheets again for uh, Belmont weekend, right? Yeah, I'll be doing a full card Belmont reports for Friday 
and for Saturday, and uh, they'll be available for uh, $20 each at the RacedayLasVegas.com website. I do them from Brisnet.com, but I make them special certainly for all the Race Day listeners out there. Now, uh, we got a ton of stakes races. Belmont, 16 stakes races over the three days. We'll start out with two tomorrow, five on Friday, and nine on Saturday. And we're all anxiously waiting and crossing our fingers that that air quality gets uh, good enough for not only uh, the humans uh, to breathe, but also uh, the horses out there on the track. Because uh, there were times in the last 24 hours, they say, in parts of New York, that it was just too hazardous to even go outside because of the air quality of all those raging fires uh, in uh, wildfires in Canada. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable news. Uh, you know, I feel certainly bad for the Canadians oh, to, yeah. to have that kind of uh, fires going on and uh, uh, the destruction of all the forests and things like that. But, uh, you know, safety comes first. And, uh, you know, hu- humans have trouble breathing, and so do horses in well, sure. kind of smoky air. Sure. I remember living in Southern California, especially on the Pomona Fair in Pomona, one of the uh, cities. Uh, towns that were up against uh, the San Gabriel-type mountain range there, that all of the uh, the exhaust and everything, uh, the smog, intensifies. Mm-hmm. It got, as it got closer to the mountain and couldn't get over, it would intensify, and there were times when the air quality was really bad there. So I understand and appreciate it and know what it's all about because I've lived through some of it, although not maybe as intense as, uh, you know, wildfires are. But um, let's hope that everything works out fine, that's for sure. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, you have uh, a few extra uh, events that are going on as well with you. Yeah, I I mentioned to you uh, last night, Ralph, that uh, I've been planning a uh, special uh, visit back east in July. And uh, I can tell your listeners that it has been firmed up on the weekend of July 15th and July 16th. Uh, the 15th, I'll be doing a book signing for Betting on Horse Racing for Dummies 2nd Edition at the National Museum of Horse Racing in Saratoga. So I'm really thrilled to have that opportunity. And then the next day, the uh, Sunday, the 16th, I'll be doing a, a book signing uh, with uh, Bomber Brad Bryant uh, at the, the Mohegan Sun Racing Sportsbook. So it should be a heck of a weekend. And if any of the listeners are back east and have an opportunity to, to go to either or event, I'd love to love to meet up with you folks. Yeah, and uh, say hi to Bomber Brad. He's one of our very uh, very good uh, friends and, and a good guy for horse racing. That's for sure. He tries all the time to to put uh, horse racing front and center wherever he's at. That's for sure. Taking a look at the Belmont Stakes first blush. What say you? Well, you know, I heard John. Uh, you know, a uh, big make a big push for Forte. I, quite frankly, I've not handicapped the race yet. I've, I've been looking at the field. I'm not sure if I'm going to go that direction or not. Uh, it's an outstanding race, and uh, I know you asked Jonathan if there was any other race on the card that uh, uh, had an effect, and uh, I, I think the Metropolitan Mile is a, just a phenomenal race, uh, you, even without Taba in the field. Uh, it's a Breeders' Cup quality uh, type of field, so it's a, and it's a wide-open race. It should be a lot of fun. And it'll be a Breeders' Cup win in your end. By the way, it is a one-turn, one-mile on the mile-and-a-half circumference of Belmont Park. And quickly, folks, here is the field. Number one is Cody's wish, wish uh, Junior Alvarado for Belmont, the the big morning line favorite at 7-5. to five. Then you have Slow Down Andy, Mario Gutierrez for Doug O'Neill. You got Dr. Cheval, number three, with Irate Ortiz Jr. for Mark Glett. Mark Glett's uh, going to put Irate Ortiz Jr. on Dr. Cheval. Uh, <clears throat> number four is Hoist the Gold, Luis Saez for Dallas Stewart. The five is Charge It, 
John Velasquez for uh, Todd Pletcher. The six is Zandon. Flavian Pratt riding for Chad Brown. Uh, the seven is Repo Rocks. Ruben Silvera for uh, Jamie Ness. The eight is Doplinger. Uh, Javon Toledo for Brittany Russell. And the nine is White Abario. Uh, Tyler Gaffleone for Dick Dutro, who is now the new trainer, White Abario. Uh, I always like White Abario because uh, his sire's name is Race Day. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect, Ralph yeah. Race Day. <laughs> yeah, we, he should be an entry with another horse that's sired by a horse called Las Vegas. But, you know, that's <laughs> that doesn't matter. So uh, looking at the Met Mile, then, your first blush there. Well, Cody's wish is the favorite, but I tell you what, you know, there's, um, I always like uh, horses cutting back in distance, and you know, there are uh, a few horses here that are cutting back from a longer distance mm-hmm. than a mile and are yeah. going uh, shortening up. Uh, you know, Charge It is one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Zandon, uh, his last two races have been at a mile, but if you take a look at his uh, resume, yeah. he's run a lot of mile in the 16th, mile in eighth races. So uh, I, I might, uh, you know, take take a gander of one of these horses cutting back to try to upset. But okay. that's just my first glance. I'm going to ask you, just like I asked Jonathan, and we'll be asking John in a moment, uh, your uh, 50, uh, 50 years ago Secretary's Belmont win, where were you? And what were your thoughts after seeing that performance? Well, well I'll make a long story short. Yeah. Uh, you know, I graduated from college in 72, and I went out to Xavier University for my freshman year out. And one of my friends in the dorm was a fellow named Bruce Bailey, who, who lived in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, where Garden State Park was. Mm-hmm. He, he was a big horse racing fan. So uh, my first visit to a racetrack was he convinced me to hitchhike down to Louisville, Kentucky from Cincinnati for that Kentucky Derby with Secretariat. That was the first time I'd ever been at a racetrack. Uh-huh. And uh, that, then when school was out, uh, I met Bruce in Baltimore because, you know, uh, we, we went down to see the Preakness. And believe it or not, we met together again at Belmont Park to see, you know, Secretariat. So I, I saw all three Triple Crown races with my friend Bruce Bailey. And uh, the thing I remember about watching that Belmont uh, stage route, the crowd was so loud. I never heard Chick Anderson's call until much later when I had a chance to watch the replay. That's that's how loud the crowd was. Well, I understand that Dave Johnson actually made the call at the racetrack. A lot of people don't realize that, but Dave Johnson actually was the track announcer at the time uh, there, and he made the call at the racetrack, but Chick Anderson's the most famous call, of course, for, for CBS. CBS, yes. All right, well, yeah, Richie... I, uh, didn't hear da- I didn't hear Dave. I know. <laughs> You wouldn't have heard it anyhow, so it didn't make any difference, that's for sure. And by the way, uh, they're pulling Durkin out of the uh, mothballs, and he's going to call the uh, Belmont Stakes this year for TV on Fox as well. Well, we will will talk to you tomorrow, Rich. Hey, thanks. Good luck, everybody. All right, we're going to wrap it up with John Lindo. Don't go away. is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. 
Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back. Going to wrap it up with uh, John Lindo. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Doing fine. Getting ready for Belmont Stakes Week. A fun week, that's for sure, here from Las Vegas. Oh, we're going to throw in a little bit of uh, Stanley Cup action with the Las Vegas Golden Knights as well. It's a great uh, time to be a sports fan in Las Vegas. Always is, though. Yeah, I, I got to tell you that uh, they were so dominant the two games here. We'll see if they can take that dominance on the road, and what's going to be a uh, an arena that is not in favor of them. That's for sure. But uh, getting back to the uh, Belmont Stakes and the big Belmont weekend, our concerns now about the air quality in the area where they're going to be running the races. First of all, uh, the Lindo report to schedule for this week. I will have a, a, a Belmont Park Linda report starting tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and we'll cover Santa Anita every day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as usual. Well, I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked the other guys. First blush of the Belmont Stakes. Well, two things jump out at me. You were talking earlier about breeding bread to get the distance. Yeah. The one sire that jumps out is obviously Tappet. Not only are Tappet shoes and Tappet trice by Tappet, but there are four other horses in the race out of a Tappet mare. Uh, Archangelo, uh, Il Miracolo, Hit Show, and uh, Red Route Run. They're all out of a Tappet mare. So if you want to breed a horse to get a distance of ground, Tappet is your guy. The other thing that jumps out of the Belmont to me is, you know, off the good race in the Kentucky Derby, Angel of Empire adds blinkers. It's kind of unusual yeah. to see an equipment change off a good effort in the middle of the Triple Crown. Now, uh, of course, uh, you'll uh, fine-tune your handicapping with the Lindo report that will be out uh, Saturday for that particular race. But there's a bunch of big stakes races on Saturday, and uh, I will ask you if any other one uh, piques your interest. Well, obviously, the, the the two most the, the toughest and, and the best races for the horse players are, are the uh, you know, the Woody Stevens. You got thirteen in there. General Jim is the morning line favorite at seven to two. He just nipped Arabian Lion in the Pat Day Mile at Churchill Downs, but yeah. there are a lot of good horses in here. Fort Bragg, Federal Judge, uh, Victory Formations cuts back in distance. Drew, Drew's Gold, so that's a deep race. And you come right back on the ninth race with the Jiper, a Grade One uh, six furlong grass race, and there's only fourteen. In there. So, uh, you know, if you can hit that daily double, then uh, they should be doing the show and not us. But uh, <laughs> Caravelle, the, the champion sprinter, she is going to face the boys again in there. You have uh, a horse coming off a tough trip, Big Invasion. Yeah, Arrest Me Red, uh, Air Force Red comes out from Southern California. So, again, very deep fields. You know, there are, there are some standout favorites in some of the other races on the card. But those two stakes races are really, really tough. 
and they're going to be good betting races. I was looking at some of the entries and some of the other races, and Chad Brown in, in uh, I believe, one race that has six horses, and he got three entered in the race. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's on grass and probably fillies and mares. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's for sure. And, by the way, we don't want to overshadow the fact that the Acorn, which is the uh, counterpart of the Belmont uh, Triple Crown Series that uh, included the uh, Kentucky Oaks and the Black Eyed Susan, the Acorn will be run on uh, Friday. Right, and there's a couple other things, too. Starting with tomorrow, they're going to have some day-to-day wagers. Uh, on Thursday, there'll be a pick-four wager that involves oh, the two oh. stakes on Thursday and the two stakes on Friday. And then there's a list of, of bets to go in doubles going from Friday to Saturday and a pick four, uh, all kinds of stuff. I'll try and get them all listed on the Linda Report so you know what you've got options besides the normal wagering oh, menu. Oh, please do that because, man, I can't follow that bouncing ball. <laughs> Well, you know, you're always looking for angles, oh, especially yeah. late in the card. You're looking to try and get out on something. Well, here's an option for you, and we'll try and get those all listed for everybody. All right, I'm going to ask you, just like I asked Richie and Jonathan, uh, 50th anniversary, Secretaries Belmont, where were you? Where And after the race, what were your thoughts? Well, I was 13 back then, and I got to see Sham win the Santa Anita Derby, and yeah. I know how good a horse he was. And when I saw Secretariat hand him his hat in both the – the Derby and the Preakness, and then I was at home, and I grew up in Whittier mm-hmm. in Southern California, and to watch him do what he did to Sham and the Belmont Stakes, I had never seen anything like it, and I still haven't seen anything like it uh, all these years later. About the closest thing I've, I've seen to that was probably last year when Flightline won the yeah. Pacific Classic. Yeah. That's how dominant a race it was, and, uh, you know, and the, the thing about it, we only saw Secretary once on turf. He might have been better on grass. Yeah, he won that in Canada, uh, the uh, turf race he ran in, that's for sure. Now, I know that you were young like I was, and so was Jonathan. Believe it or not, folks, we were young at one time. And uh, <laughs> at that time when you saw the Belmont, did that make an, uh, an indelible impression? Well, sure. I mean, you, you know, I, I'm a sports fan, so you're always looking to see the best in any sport, whether it be a baseball player or football player. But to see a racehorse like that, you knew you were seeing something special. And then it, it, it just grows on you when you see what was done then and it hasn't been done since, yeah. 50 years later. Uh, you know, we were lucky enough to – I wish I was. I got to see him in person. I never got to. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, to be able to watch that, you knew you were watching something special. And, and back then, the coverage on CBS, too, with guys like Frank, Whitaker doing commentary. Yeah, yeah. It kind of it laid it all out for us, and you could appreciate what was happening. And let's not forget the man with the most colorful uh, wardrobe uh, in racing, Haywood Hill Bruin. Yes, yes. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they had yeah. some characters. You know, you had Jimmy the Greek and, oh, yeah. and everybody else. But uh, I, I love the commentaries that Frank Whitaker did. I wish there was more yeah. of that to kind of put things in perspective. Well, they're going to do a special uh, secretariat recreation of that on the Fox broadcast on Saturday. So we'll wait and see if uh, they will have people uh, impersonating those uh, great uh, announcers Uh-oh. and people. That's for sure. It'll be a lot of fun. But we're going to have a lot of fun this week doing uh, between our Golden Knights uh, going into the Stanley Cup and, of course, the lead-up to and the Belmont Stakes Day. That's for sure. It's going to be great. And uh, you guys will be all part of it. That's for sure. I want to thank you and Jonathan and Richie uh, today, especially for your thoughts about the uh, Secretary at Belmont, because uh, my thoughts and where I was and what I did is along the same lines. I knew at my young age that I saw something special. All right, John, we're going to wrap up this Wednesday show. And since Jerry ain't here, you're the guy. Have a great race day, everybody.